Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king, advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus so in this 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, you see, we continue our reflection on the Gospel of Luke. And in this section of Luke's Gospel, Jesus makes a statement that would have been shocking to his listeners. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Wow. I would have imagined the countenances of his listeners at that time. Why would he make such a statement? Why would he tell them that unless they hate their father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even their own lives, they cannot be his disciples? When in few passages, few chapters before now, he had told them to love their enemies and do good to those who hate them. How come he's now talking about hating your father, hating your mother, your brothers and sisters? And of course, his listeners would have been familiar with the great Shema. In other words, they would have been familiar with the great commandment of God in the Old Testament. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your strength, and so on and so forth. So why would Jesus tell them, unless you hate your father and mother? Can we say that Jesus was preaching hate? Can we say he was encouraging his listeners to actually hate their fathers and mothers? 
Jesus was using a method of preaching called hyperbole. In other words, he was using a method whereby the force of the statement would have been shocking to the extent that even if they forgot any other thing he had said, this particular statement they would never forget. Of course, it was much like an exaggeration on the part of Jesus. Of course, we cannot say that Jesus was telling them to actually hate their father, hate their mother, because he had told them, you know, to love their enemies. And of course, they know the commandment that says, honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long. Now, what is Jesus saying? Jesus was trying to let his listeners understand that if you have to be my disciple, if you have to be my follower, if you have to be a believer, if you have to come after me, I have to be first in your lives. No negotiations. I, Jesus, I have to be first. And why would he, you know, make this demand of them? Because, of course, they would have known of the commandment that says, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Now, this is Jesus saying that you have to love me first, above every other thing. Of course, he was trying to let them understand that he was not just the Messiah, he was not just the Savior, but he is also God himself. Because only God can make that demand of anyone. So this would have really been shocking uh, to his listeners, hearing Jesus say that you have to take me first, even before your father, even before your mother, even before your wife and children and brothers and sisters, before even your own life, I have to come first. And this was what Jesus was telling them. To be my disciple, you have to be ready to take up your cross. Now it's easy for us to kind of spiritualize the meaning of what cross is all about. But at the time of Jesus, he was literally telling them that you have to pick up your cross and come after me. Of course, how was a cross in the time of Jesus? Crucifixion at Jesus' time was the worst kind of death anyone could undergo. And Jesus is saying that unless you are willing to die for me, you are not worthy to be my disciple. And in order to make us understand he meant what he said, he went ahead to give a parable of counting the cost. In other words, he was saying, what will it cost you and I to follow me? What will it cost you and I to follow Jesus? What will it cost you and I to follow God? And Jesus is saying, it will cost you everything. No negotiations, no holding back, no have measures. You have to give everything. We have to give everything if we want to be followers of Christ. And this is something that is not easy. This is not something that, you know, oh, yeah, that's okay, I can do that. No, it is not that easy. Because Jesus is saying that there will be no half measures. You have to be willing to go all the way. You have to be willing to go the distance. And I think we'll have to ask ourselves pertinent questions. Can we truly say in our own lives 
that we please God first in everything we do. You know, in our families, in our places of work, in our relationships with people, does God come first in everything we do? If God does not come first, then we need to reevaluate our relationship with Jesus. We need to reevaluate our relationship with God. The Bible says, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing will be added unto you. When it comes to choosing God or choosing family, when it comes to choosing God or choosing a particular job, when it comes to choosing God or making a particular decision, what do we do? We all, by God's grace, are followers of Christ. How far are we willing to show our love for God? How far are we willing to show that we truly love God? Jesus is asking us that we have to give our all. We have to give everything, even our own lives. St. Thomas Aquinas, when he was ready to you know, follow God more closely, you know, when his family got to know that he wanted to be a Dominican, he wanted to you know, dedicate his life to a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience, they were not having that. They wanted him to do something else. And they had to lock him up someone, somewhere with a lady. But St. Thomas Aquinas stayed true to his desire to love God above all else. And he had the upper hand. In our places of work, in our society, when people identify us as followers of Christ, when people look at us and say, you are a believer. When people look at us and say, what is your opinion about this particular issue? What is our reaction? What is our relationship with God? How much of our lives have we given up to God? How much of our time do we give to God? How much of our talents have we given to God? How much of ourselves have we given to God? Today, Jesus tells us, you want to be my friend, you want to be my follower, you want to be my disciple, you have to give me your all. I have to come first. I have to, your world has to revolve around me. Nothing less. How many of us are willing to do that? How many of us are willing to look at ourselves, to look at our spouses, to look at our children, to look at our family, to look at the society and say, Jesus comes first? Jesus is not telling us to hate anybody. He's not telling us, you know, to fight anyone. He's not telling us to condemn anyone. He's not telling us, you know, to have some friction with anyone. No. He's simply telling us, I first. And if we put Jesus first in everything we do, Definitely, in eternal life, in our next world, in eternal life, we will have to get everything back even more than a hundredfold. We pray that God in his love and mercy will bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.